Assalamu alaikum, I'm your host Abdullah. I'm your host Tariq. And welcome to Bag Alert, where we give a platform to both students and professionals, allowing them to convey their journey and to give insight to those aspiring to gain knowledge in different fields of study and professions. This podcast is sponsored by the SSA here at the U of A. Today's guest, we have Abdurrahman Keenan, who just recently graduated from mechanical engineering here at the U of A. What's going on, my brother? Assalamu alaikum. How's it going, fam? Alhamdulillah, man. Can't complain a lot. Going pretty well. How are you guys? Good, 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 good. How's the how's the how's the how's the how's the lockdown? How the lockdown treat you now? How's like the it's like lifting off right now? But like, how's that going so far? Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, for the, for the most part, I was in school during the during the lockdown. So mm-hmm. for the for the bulk of it, I was I was pretty occupied with all that. So it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming out of school now, the last few months, Allah has been pretty. Pretty boring to say the least, mm-hmm. but uh, alhamdulillah, Allah. can't complain a lot. Uh, We're healthy. I just booked. Allah just booked former SSA VP right here, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I just booked that right. Allah just booked that right now. I'm an alumni, brother. Yes, yes, alum, I am. Alum, 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 <laughs> alumni, alumni. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, man. Allah. Yeah. Uh, j- just because we're sponsored with SSA, you know, if you got if you got, if you got anything bad to say, you don't have to hold back. <laughs> you don't have to hold back, man. Nah, nah, nothing but love for the SSA, bro. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, yo, do you get microchipped, by the way? Microchipped? No, no, sir. I haven't had the honor yet, unfortunately. Oh, still, oh, uh, it's, it's time today, actually. What, what, what's microchipped? <laughs> the, uh, the big V, brother, the, the, the ejection. Oh, my, yo, oh, bro, I got it. I'm be honest, man. It actually, to be honest, bro, like if it, it feels like you got punched in the arm by like a ten year old like ten times, and you just wake up, you just feel it's a little sore, you know? Like a lot was weird, fam. I was like, wow, like why is my arm hurt, fam? <laughs> was that, was that like the day after, or that was the the same day? It was like a little bit in the same day, but slightly. But the next morning, the night, whoa, like I was having trouble sleeping on that one side, you know? Yeah, I've heard some people said that the the side effects like that soreness and all that is actually worse than like a, a typical vaccine because you guys have gotten like vaccines before, right? Like, yeah, whether yeah. it's like a flu vaccine or like other vaccines for travel and that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I, it hurt. I don't even remember, man. I'm be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I got flu, the flu, the flu shot, bro. Bro, I'm be honest, man. I, I keep my I keep my immune working. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow, you, wow. You, you you can't be living here for free, but you gotta, you gotta get to work. But <laughs> <That's> yeah, <laughs> you got it. You said it. you got it today. Oh yeah, I just got it today. Oh, how, yeah, how you feeling? Only thing, like yo, I got it late. So like, so, like when I asked them, I was like, yo, I'm here for the COVID vaccine. Like, do you guys have any? Or like, um, for second dose, right? Yeah. And I was like, nah. Oh, they assumed it was second. Is that late? Second dose. Well, I, they, bro, they, they assumed it was the second dose, and I was all like, uh, nah, for the first one. They probably look at you weird, huh? They're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah, we have we, yeah, we have a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, like, my mom was telling me uh, she was at, she was at work, and uh, all her coworkers were out talking about, oh, when, you know, talking about getting their second dose and how they're going to book it and all that. And meanwhile, my mom was just sitting there like, yeah, I haven't even got my first. So she just she just tried to keep it quiet, you know? She didn't want yeah. to bring it up. Cause you don't want the you don't want that smoke with these people, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, true, true. Because it's not oh, like she, the reason she hasn't she hasn't gotten it for like it's not like she's against it or anything like that. She just hasn't gotten around to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like the moment you say you haven't gotten your vaccine, some, some people you know they take it some type of way. But yeah, yeah they're like, it Whoa, is what it is. So are you anti vax I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just lazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're like you're you're holding us back, you know? Like, yeah. Chill out, man. <laughs> chill out. Oh, yeah, man. Pause. Who's us? 
But yo, um, uh, like just speaking, of, like like white, like your degree, you know? Yeah. How is um, like how was uh, like your transition from from like from a high school to uni? Um, like from going from high school to uni definitely was a was a, was a tough tra- transition. I think like anybody else, the the workload, the um, teaching environment, everything was something that you had to to adjust to. Uh-huh. Um. For me, wallahi, I remember I went into I went into university with this with understanding because you know in high school I had heard so many times the um, you know the sentiment that like if you go to university with with a high school mentality you're gonna flop you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna be crushed by these courses and mm-hmm. hearing all that in, in high school and all that I kind of was like hyper prepared like I was hyper vigilant as to like the workload that was gonna be coming at me in, in university you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. um, so what that that did to me and it's, I, I kind of regretted looking back was that in high school or in first year rather I was like I used to do nothing but study brother like I was books 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 because I thought that was the only way that I'd survive you know what I mean yeah. and I remember like I, I used to uh, I remember sacrificing like almost everything every other aspect of university first year experience just to make sure that I was staying on top of the, the, the classes that I was taking mm-hmm. so for me like it was like the transition going from high school because high school was like you know I think for everyone that, that, that goes into university, high school is kind of like a walk in the park. Like you weren't really, you know, you weren't really mm. struggling per se. Like you were just going through the motions, getting things done, getting the grades you yeah. needed. And then once you came into university, it was like a ton of bricks hitting you all at once, you know? So like in terms of the the workload, it, well, I went up exponentially for me. But um, the only way I was able to stay afloat was, like I said, well, I took it upon myself to just like, I, I did nothing but study, Wallahi. And I can't even, anybody who knew me first year can attest to that. It was like, it was, I just used to, I, you know, I was like, I was in class. When I was out of class, I was at home studying. That's it. Like, that was my, my whole first year. Oh, okay. Um, So, like, do you go straight, straight from high school or, like, or I took a year off? Like, was it? Uh, I did, uh, yeah, I went I went straight to, from grade 12. But when I graduated, I went straight into to university. I didn't take any, uh, any time off. So, pretty, pretty boring uh, <laughs> transition. No, but, like, like, being like that, you went from high school into engineering straight from high school like like i know like you said oh i'll just studying 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 but like like and you also said like people always telling you oh you're gonna fail da, 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 da. like like that that it's good to have fear you know but like yeah. but the thing is like overall like do you feel like that also just put like a lot of like like a too much fear into you like not that much like okay i can have a hope like i can balance my school and my work and my engineering and still succeed and have a good um, or be able to do do those stuff that I want to do my first year, that first year type of lifestyle. I know, in, in, like university, like when you first get in there, especially first year, it's a culture shock. You know, like you say, okay, like wow, like this is a whole new like environment. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I definitely think that uh, that approach and like that fear kind of did hold me back. Because looking back, I do think I would have been able to handle, um, you know, like the the course load and all that without having spent so much time studying because like i think as you guys know like there's you know the law of diminishing returns like when it comes to school and studying like you can spend only so much time before that extra time that you're spending is no longer beneficial to Mm -hmm. you right it just becomes you know time that you're spent burnt out that you're not actually gaining anything from and i had a lot of that during my my first year right Mm -hmm. and that came from that that fear that i had that like if i don't do this you know i'm not going to be able to pass i won't be able to to proceed and get the, the degree or the the gpa that i need right Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in first year engineering, there's that added pressure of, oh, you need a certain GPA in order to get into mm-hmm. the, the discipline that you want to, that you want to mm-hmm. get into. Right. It's competitive. Yeah. Very competitive. So 
you know, all that together, uh, I think put a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure and a lot of, uh, I guess, yeah, fear, fear is probably the right word of, of not being able to succeed and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I do think that it caused a lot of uh, extra pressure on me and, and that kind of thing, which, you know, led me to approach it the way I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was so it like, fear- mo- oh, my bad. Sorry, yeah. you can go, you can go. Oh, okay. So, so the fear mongering helped. <laughs> I mean, to, yeah, to a degree, it, it did, you know, like it, uh, it forced me to stick to the books where, I, you know, if, if I didn't have that, maybe I would have just been, you know, bowling with the boys and, you know, spending uh, <laughs> all nighters at the at dice, you know, with the homies, like as many people have done, yeah. you know, camping out, you know what I mean? <laughs> camping out, like, someone, someone brings pizza. Someone brings pizza, and, and, and that's a wrap, brother, you know what I mean? Oh, I was seeing guys bringing, bringing their toothbrushes and all that. I was like, bro, you know what I mean? Guys were literally mm-hmm. camping out, bro. Domino's, the, Domino's, the real MVP, no cap, Allah, hey. oh with that God. crazy discount, with that, oh my God. Oh, back when it was 50%? Oh, they, were, oh they were so smart, bro, Wallahi, bro, nobody was buying anywhere else. It was like, yo, yo, yo give me that Domino's, fam, like, bro, literally, everyone's pitching up, boom, we'll have, like, four boxes, fam, everyone's eating good, <laughs> fam, you know? Yeah, so, they, they capitalize on that, on that, uh, on that market. <laughs> nice. Well, they're, they're smart, oh. bro. But, nicely, like, nicely. but, like, I want, like, for example, like, I want, like, highlight this like for example like how you how you said oh people are telling me this and this before i even step foot in university like do you feel like students overall like have like their like what's the mentality that's installed them is more of the the study hard and long as opposed to study smart you know what i'm saying like for example like if someone were to study smart they'll be like, okay i can still do whatever i want to do outside of school but I, i'm gonna have to maximize my time and go somewhere quiet as opposed to just studying 24 7 just burning yourself out you know like like do you feel like that mentality is installed early uh, that was installed in you early on and installed in lots of these students coming into first year uh and, you know definitely in my case i can definitely say that the the, the study smart idea was something that i picked up way later on and just merely through through experience you know mm-hmm. you know after going through the first year after spending all those um you know countless hours studying and, and, on, and spending time on assignments and um you know i realized that you know my, my time would have been better spent if i was stu- studying in a smarter manner and adjusting the ways that i study and the techniques mm-hmm. that i use in order to be most efficient with my time right mm-hmm. so for me personally that definitely was something that i picked up down the line um after i gained some university experience um, but I mean, in my, in my opinion, I don't think that was something that was conveyed to me prior to, to university It was something that I had to learn on my own. And I think, you know, I, I would wager that that's something that the overwhelming majority of people who are going into university, um, they would share that experience that, that they're told more so that they need to study a lot rather than study smart. And then eventually through time, they, they, they pick up the, uh, the skills or the, the experience necessary to know that, you know what, I, maybe it's not that I need to study so smart or spend so much time studying. Rather, I need to adjust the way the way that I study or the way I approach mm-hmm. my my schooling. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's something like, that comes with it with, with, with yeah. time. That's like smart things important though. It mm-hmm. like it, it saves you so much time. Like Absolutely. actually, like with me, like <laughs> the way like I discovered it was like through was like through another person. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I would have like just ever discovered it, and that would have been mm-hmm. in that in that cycle of a uh, cycle of horror, catching oh, up. You know, like you learn, like you know what I mean, like well, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, like just studying for an exam and then. Playing catch up, do the exam, mm-hmm. fall behind again, mm-hmm. play catch it's up not, for the final. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not even like yeah, th- that that too in terms of like the time management stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that needs to be installed early on. You know, like yeah. if you just were to take like twenty, like forty minutes every single day from the beginning, as opposed to having that all nighter where you have to do in eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like overall, like also like what I see is like people like they study the same way for each course. For example, like I'm not gonna study the same way for a math course as a psycho a psychology course you know what i'm saying like 
Like, I seen people, I, one time I was doing my math stuff, you know, to be honest, like, bro, like, math, like, was my thing, no cap. Like, I was doing it, I was grinding, blast snapping on it. But, like, you know, subhanAllah, you know, like, sometimes you see, like, people, like, they're writing notes for math. I'm like, what are you doing, fam? How's that helping? Do you? questions. Like, yeah. fam, you gotta, you gotta do, like, a thousand questions. Once you do a thousand questions, you'll be like, yeah, I know, I know, just by based off that, how that question looks, I know exactly the steps that are needed for this type of question. You know what I'm saying? Look at examples, stuff like that. You shouldn't be doing that, notes that's, like yo, theory. That's like, very important, man. Very important, man. Absolutely. Like, like understand the basic theory, but like like practice. Like you know, like psychology. Yes, you have to read, you have to write, just to get it back into your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like understand these different theories. Um, understand these. Uh, who are these uh, theorists? Stuff like that. Like okay, all good. You know, you just read it, you're done. You know, but like math, you're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like people gotta understand. Like you gotta like. You know, in terms of like you, when you your study approach should be smart as well. You know, you just know like what you're studying. Uh, what is it? Just me or did he freeze? <laughs> yeah, I think you froze, oh, bro. Oh, I froze. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, okay. Yeah, but um, like I like I think like I know we're talking about about how yeah like I do practice questions mm-hmm. and stuff like you know like for like math courses because bro I learned the hard way. I was reading notes and studying this as mm-hmm. I would for any other course. I was actually like studying the notes. Man, I got yeah. slapped, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, you definitely have to, you have to adjust your approach for, for every class. And I've always like, I've held this, uh, this idea that like, and I strongly believe this, but like, you know, doing going through the academic process or like, doing university courses, right? It's uh, I think it's a skill to be able to, you know, the traditional way that we do schooling in university in terms mm-hmm. of having a teacher convey information to you, going home with that information, mm-hmm. and then you know regurgitating that information on on the, on the form of assessments. That whole right. system, I think, the way you approach it is a skill, and the way, you, and and it's a skill like any other skill, like you know whether it's, you know, a three point shooting, you know, if if you're if you want to be, develop the skill of three point shooting, you really you have to you have to practice and you have to develop the right technique, right? Uh-huh. And it's yeah. the same way for for any any class where you have to have the right technique, you have to approach it the right way, and then you apply it enough times that you get good at it, and then you're able to to get the the results that you want to achieve, right? Uh-huh. And that's the way I've always I've always looked at it is you know you gotta it always starts with your technique technique are you using the right technique. For that particular for that particular skill, right? That you want to develop. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But like going back like to your like like engineering stuff like that. So like for example, like like, like was there like more of like a because usually like in the small community, like engineer, doctor, lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Like like was there like more of like a push towards okay to do engineering? Or like you say, okay, I wanted like or was it like something that you just came up with later on? Uh, definitely something I came up with later on. I mean, for for as long as I can remember, um, from yeah, from as little you know, probably as, long, as young as elementary school, I've always wanted to be uh, a doctor, right? That was something that was instilled mm-hmm. in me very very early on. You know, like <laughs> yes, like many other people, you know, Somali Muslim immigrant, uh, you know, child of immigrants. I think I wanted to be a doctor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like that for me all the way until until high school, until well into high school actually. Um, and it wasn't even until. I think grade 12 when it, when it came time to actually start applying to university um, mm-hmm. that I actually started to like, you know, think about what it is that I actually want to do apart from this, you know, idea that I've had since childhood, you know? Um, and so when, you know, when it came time to apply for university, I had to like, you know, I was, I was, I was analyzing many different, uh, many different options, you know, between, uh, you know, what I could pursue, you know, at the university of Alberta, or if I wanted to mm-hmm. even go abroad to study, um, you know, medicine, there's many different things that I was, that I was looking into. Um, mm. and then eventually I settled on, you know, studying, um, at the university of Alberta. Um, and then I had to kind of decide what I wanted to do. And it really, it wasn't until, you know, I was kind of, I, I was kind of torn between going the sciences route, 
um, and going the, the engineering route, those are two um, the areas that I had um, selected as my, you know, potential uh, degrees. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately, to be honest with you, when it came down to choosing, it was just a matter of, of, of making a stichada will lie, to be honest with you. I, I, I was literally a toss-up between the two. Um, I ended up praying istikhara, um and mm-hmm. well, I, the, the choice that became apparent to me was to go the, the engineering route. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I was okay with it, because when I, you know, I did some research and I, and I knew that going the engineering route wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, put an end to my uh, med dreams because, you know, you can, it's possible to go down an engineering route. <laughs> You good, you right? I'm good. But yeah, I was uh, <laughs> um, going. Yeah, going down the going down the engineering route would it, uh, it would not have put an end to to my you know dreams of putting uh, go, going down the the medicine route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because at U of A, at least you can you can go down. You can use any undergrad really to apply to to med school. So that was what I realized in, in, in high school. And I said, you know what, mm-hmm. let's put that as my, uh, my first choice. And, uh, we'll lie, whatever, uh, whatever's in store for me at the end of this engineering degree, we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. And that's kind of how I made the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but the thing is like in high school, like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm good at, uh, physics. I'm good at chemistry. I'm good at uh, math. So I'm going to go to engineering. Route. But like, in your case, so you're, you're good at like bio, physics, chemi- chemistry, all of them. Yeah, because because I was so unsure of like what I wanted to do. I was literally doing all the sciences, you know. A, a LeBron James. I was just, yeah. <laughs> brother, brother I, was, I, was collecting, I was collecting all the courses, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was doing, I was doing all of them, Allah. And, and, uh, and I, I think, to be honest with you, a big, a big reason for that was the circle that I had in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, I remember I used to roll with a lot of AP guys, right? And yep. the AP crew, they used to, I mean, they were doing all the courses too. You know, they, regardless of what program they were going into, mm-hmm. you know, if, they, if I knew guys that were going into sciences that were doing the calculus, the, the physics, they were doing, all, doing it all, you know, even though they didn't necessarily have to, right? Uh, and because I was, I was like in and amongst those, those type of, uh, individuals, uh, I kind of went down the same route. I was like, you know what? Let me just keep all my doors open and do all the courses and, uh, and try to do well in all of them, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely did gravitate, um, look like. In retrospect, I, I feel like I did gravitate towards the the math and the science route. Uh, some of the the, the more um, enjoyable classes that I had were the calculus, is the you know the math thirty um, mm-hmm. courses that I took, um, as, as long, along with the the physics and the and the, and the chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Alhamdulillah, I mean it, it worked out in the end. But um, yeah, there was definitely there was no um, I definitely did not choose the engineering based on uh, what of courses I liked. I literally just took all the courses and then from there I made a mm-hmm. choice uh, based on you know. The guidance from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That's nice, man. Wow. Um. So, like, you didn't go. Uh, okay. So, like, you. So, okay. So, it was more like um, a way to open doors, like for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I wanted to just keep um, <laughs> keep keep all the doors open and and have, you know, solid grade, solid GPA, or solid average um, across all the courses in case. I would apply, you know, to yeah. to the uh, science route or the engineering route. I just wanted to keep all the doors, all doors open. And actually, to be honest with you, when I, when it came, you guys remember when, when applying to U of A, you had to actually select which, you know, if you're applying to two two programs, you have to select which one is your main and which one is like your backup, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember even like choosing which one would be my main, which one would be my backup was kind of like a toss up for me. But then, um, I think the what I ended up doing was, uh, I, I think I recognized that. The average that was required traditionally for um, getting into engineering was higher 
um, oh, it was nuts. average. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I think it was higher than the, than the average for, for sciences, right? Yeah. So I think I just, I ended up putting the engineering as my main and then the sciences yeah. as my backup because that way, if, in case yeah. I don't hit the average for the, for the engineering, I'd have the sciences as a backup, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So I remember, I remember uh, using that strategy to kind of just keep my keep myself safe. Even if I were mm-hmm. to end up choosing sciences, I, I would have that as a backup, and I would have got in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. So that's kind of what I the approach that I took. Like, um, how about like for example, like you said, like you, you had those two backups, even though like engineering or science, so like you're not like two different routes. But like a lot of people, they don't understand that even if you were engineer were to say no, and you were going to science. You want to later go into engineering all you have to do is just take your math classes this 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 and then it'll be a not that easy but a decent level of tr- you can just transfer you know what i'm saying that's what people a lot of people don't understand like for example like if they don't get to the program they want to you can easily just transfer from one program to another but just take the courses that the black program requires you know like and that's where like a lot of people like, they feel discouraged you know that's very actually very very true and i can tell you like from right now like i Definitely did not know that when I was in high school. Uh, I didn't even know that was an option to me, you know? Um, I thought it was you choose your route and then you have to go down that route. You know, the idea of like transferring between uh, degrees, that was, I didn't even know about that. Um, so I think like that's something that could help people uh, who are in high school right now or, you know, going through the application process. Um, I guess at this point in time, people will probably be done with the application process. But um, anybody who's, who's looking to, you know, maybe in the future to, to apply to university, that's, that's something to, to know is that you're not necessarily locked into whatever you end up going into your first year, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's countless examples of people that we we all know um, that exactly. made the switches, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely I definitely did not know that, and that's why to me like making that decision was so like imperative to me back then. I thought it was like a do or die situation. Like, you have to do huh? one or the other. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ride or die for the degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. You choose your and it's you more and it's more fair. And it's way more like to be honest. Like for example, like to ask you to get some next degree, next level grade in high school, and if you do, if you just miss it by like, I know some people that miss it just by like 0.2 percent. Like they're like, yo, you can't come in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like, and if you get this opportunity, you know, it's actually it'll give you a higher chance. If you actually just do what you gotta do and bang everything out, you actually have a very high chance of getting in. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and I think in 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 the case of uh, like an engineering student, like if you were not able to get in. With that, uh, with your high school uh, admission average, and you were to go into like a science route and do like do courses on the side that were that would transfer to your engineering degree, I think that'd be a, a good stepping tool for someone who who going to university. That'd be like a nice introduction into uh, mm-hmm. into university, right? That first year of sciences where you're just doing the few courses that um, you know will will transfer over into your um, into your en- first year engineering once you transfer. That would serve as like a nice uh, intro into university. So I think I don't mm-hmm. even think it's a it's a bad idea. Maybe it's even advisable in some cases. I think. To give someone like a nice um, opportunity to adjust to the university environment, right? Um, so that's definitely a tool I think that's available to, to students that just is not taken advantage of. Okay, so so what like so what like drawn you like specifically to like mechanical, like like within university? Yeah, um, you know it's 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 a, it's a hard question. Um, you know, I, I actually get asked that quite a bit now nowadays, but um, I think what it was. You know, when when it, when it came first year, they actually they used to do a lot of presentations in terms of what the um, disciplines were that were available to us, and they used to do these by uh, by means of like people coming in from the faculty who would you know explain um, the various disciplines and you know through power, PowerPoint presentations and trying to kind of showcase uh, what mm-hmm. their disciplines hold in terms of your future and that kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember after going through all those presentations and seeing the various disciplines, uh, I kind of had an idea of what I didn't want to go into. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I knew that I, you know, I didn't want to go into uh, civil engineering. I didn't want to get go into environmental engineering. Uh, so it, it, came, it became a matter of literally just crossing things off the list, and then eventually I'll, that's I'll, crazy. Yeah, that's some crazy pressure. Like they literally, you're in your first yeah. year engineering, and like a 19, 20 year old has to make the decision. Guys, you have that, one year <laughs> that will last his entire life. You know, like them, but no, they, they could switch. But it's harder to, if, if the programs are like completely unrelated in terms of engineering. Yeah. It's a it's a harder switch. You know, man, that's crazy. Like the man, like that's yeah, it's a lot. lot of, it's a lot of pressure. It's a it's a big decision uh-huh. to make at that at that early stage. Definitely, uh, definitely a big, a big decision to make. Yeah. Yo, by the way, you mentioned, um, I think you mentioned environmental engineering. Like, that's pretty low-key. I didn't hear yeah, anyone in there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely not a, not as common as the, some of the other ones, but I believe it's, uh, it's a subsection of, uh, of civil engineering, I believe. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was more chemical, no? Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's civil engineering. So they, I, th- I think they do a lot of the same courses as civil engineers do, um, yeah. with the addition of like some additional uh, environmental-related courses. Uh, but for me, I knew that just just wasn't my lane. You know what I mean? Um, Wait, then... you didn't like the environment? <laughs> 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 I, 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 I'm, in, I'm in the oil business, brother. That's all I'm gonna say. You feel me? <laughs> 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 no, nah. nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, it, to be honest with you, I think the main reason why I didn't want to go into it was because it was just too small of a of a discipline, and I didn't want to go into something mm-hmm. that was super super hyper focused on one area of industry i want it to be as you know going to the degree that'd be as versatile as possible down the line you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah, um, that's true. and also and also those turtles you know what i mean no i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 well, them turtles you feel me <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm kidding but really when it, so when it came down to like choosing mechanical um yeah that to me like i said like it, it, it i think posed the opportunity to go into the most um diverse discipline in terms of what you actually learn um, and also the most versatile that you know degree in terms of what you can go into later on in terms of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't be really pigeonholed into any particular um, industry or have to work in one particular sector. Um, mm-hmm. You can really take it where you will. And so having that openness to me was was I think the most uh, the most sought after thing. So that's kind of why I ended up choosing um, the mechanical uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. More specifically, like. Like, it, like, I don't know, we talked to Urko a little bit about this. Like, Urko, I think he was more, like, aerospace, stuff like that. Mm. But, like, like, what is more of your focus? Like, what like, what do you, what do you like, see, like, like, what do you, like, in terms of, like, your class that you took and stuff like that, like, where do you see yourself uh, doing more in? Uh, I, I think I'm, I definitely gravitate more towards the, uh, the industrial uh, engineering side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a com- due to a combination of both, like, the classes that I've taken and also, like, the... The internships that I've been able to do, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of been like my my area of interest was you know mm-hmm. working in um, you know production facilities, um, specifically in the in the oil oil and gas environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean there's 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 various roles that fall into that, but the ones that I've kind of been um, in have been like maintenance engineering and reliability engineering type roles, mm-hmm. uh, which have to do with um, you know maintaining actual equipment uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know ensuring that. Uh, minimizing downtime and ensuring uptime okay. in terms of equipment in, in a production facility. Okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll magnify that a little bit later. But like, sure, sure. I just want to, like, talk about, like, for example, your time in engineering. Like, for example, like, yes, you told us about the beginning, like, how you're just 
go, 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 working, grinding out, you know, laying low, you know, just doing your thing, you know. But, like, like how would you describe your time in terms of, like, first, like, let's talk about work. Like, in terms of, like, break it down in terms of, like, beginning. We know that you're working super hard and stuff like that. But, like, it's middle and end. Like, how, like, was your time there? Like, were you, like, more into focus into, like, um, like student groups or, like, were you more, like, had a little more free time? Were you able to manage your time better? Like, how would you explain those time frames? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, the first year was, was definitely, uh, like I said, go, go, go. It was like straight, you know, study, study, study. Mm-hmm. Um, I was putting in, um, I remember at the time I was working uh, part-time, but just mm-hmm. strictly on the weekends. And like, I think it was like four hours on a Sunday. I mm-hmm. was like, how much I, I limit, limited myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other time I spent literally in, you know, doing classwork and studying and doing things that back then I saw fit for, for school. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely after the first year, um, I started to adjust a little bit. Um, you know, I still was not, you know, hyper involved or anything like that in, you know, other uh, student groups and things of that nature. Um, I still uh, kept myself and, and, and focused on my studies uh, for the most part. Uh, but what I developed was, uh, you know, strategies for different classes in terms of how to study. Um, and, mm-hmm. and an example I can give you is I remember in like my first year um, chemistry class, I think chem... Mm-hmm. Uh, 101 or 103 I think they're the same same class yeah. I remember like when I was doing that class in first year I would literally sit down and like copy notes from the textbook like I would go in and find concepts that we just learned in class find it in the textbook and literally recopy the notes into a notebook because I had I, I had some understanding for some reason that that would you know translate to me understanding the concept better mm-hmm. which I can tell you right now like those notebooks I you know I had like whole notebooks that were filled up never used them after, uh, you know, I wrote out those notes, didn't benefit me in the slightest, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that was an example of a futile effort that I was spending so much time in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got into my second year, uh, that was definitely something that I had learned that was not beneficial to me. And I was a lot more efficient in the way that I studied and uh, in the way that I approached my, my schoolwork. But I, I want to mm-hmm. say like the, the most drastic change didn't happen until, uh, you know, I did like a work term and then I came back for my third year. Um, and then at that point I had, you know, started to recognize the benefits that there are, um, in, uh, you know, having other, uh, efforts going on alongside with your school in terms of, uh, extracurriculars, um, group activities, group projects, um, and the benefits that they can bring to you, uh, in your academics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until that third year that I actually, um, started trying to get involved in different, uh, various group efforts on campus, um, and I, you know, try to diversify my resume and try to do more than just study in my academic terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, going into my fourth year, that was eventually when I, um, I actually got involved with the, uh, with the SSA. Um, although during bulk of my time with SSA, I was actually in, uh, on a work term. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, it was, like when I, when I got into the fourth year, um, that's kind of when I, you know, started to expand a little bit more. Um, and then, for my last, literally last two semesters, that's when COVID hit. So, I mean, all of that kind of went to, went up in smoke because we were just at home. But um, at that point, I feel like I had, I had really solidified my, my studying methods and was, I'd become most efficient with my time. Um, really. And then that was like the culmination of my, of my degree. So it was pretty, it was pretty fitting. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Nice. Um, but like, how was your time like during, like during co-op? Like how, like what kind of work was you doing there? Uh, so my, my first co-op, uh, I did in, uh, at the end of my second year. Um, so first year got into mechanical, then I did one year of mechanical and then that's when I did my, uh, first, first co-op. 
and my first like first first work term was that was a, that was a, a terrible terrible job. I tell you that much. It was uh, -huh. uh yeah, I was working because uh, first co-ops usually for the most part are not the the prettiest co-ops. Uh, uh -huh. I think most people struggle to find employment at all, and usually you're happy with whatever you can get. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. I and so and what I ended up getting was a I got a job with a local uh, elevator manufacturer in in, uh -huh. in here in Edmonton. And uh, I was working as an assembly technician. So I was literally building like elevator and wheelchair lifts um, uh, using like, literally using tools and putting the parts together and testing them and make sure that they, they met the, the weight requirements and that kind of thing. Uh -huh. uh, but what made it, um, you know, less than desirable was that, I mean, it was, it was, it was a labor based job. It was very labor intensive. Um, uh -huh. And also the time when I was doing it, I think like when I started the job, I think that was around the time when Ramadan was starting as well. So there was uh -huh. a good portion of that, of that, uh, four month work term that a whole month of it that I was actually fasting while actually doing the work. Right. Oh. Um, so yeah, so that made for, that made yes. for, uh, some difficult, difficult times for sure. Uh, so I didn't, didn't really enjoy that, but it was only, it was only lasted four months and it's kind of that it was that job that actually led me into getting my first actual like engineering, uh, office space, office space job. And I did that oh. for the four months after that, that work term. Um, oh. and that was with another, another local company that does, um, they design and, and build uh, fuel and lubrication systems for oil and mm. gas companies. And I was working as like a design and uh, slash project management engineering student. Um, and I did that for another, another four months. So that first work term where I was out of school was a total of eight months. It was four months over the oh, summer oh, and then yeah. the fall semester. Okay. Yeah. So that was that. So it was two, two. So overall over your, over your degree, you only did two work terms. Sorry, no, no, that that's was not, a lot, though. That was, actually, that was, that, was, that was just the first, actually. That was just the first oh. eight months. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, there's definitely more. <laughs> more runs, huh? There's more runs. There's more runs. So, I mean, like, the way the co-op works is they actually, you're intended to have 20 months of work experience over the course of your uh -huh. degree. Uh -huh. um, and what they usually do is they split it up into, like, eight months here, um, and then another academic term, and then eight months, and then another four months to, to total up to 20 months. Uh -huh. um, so that those two jobs that I just described, those were the first eight months that I, uh, that I worked. Okay. Um, and then after that, I came back to school, um, did a semester. Um, and then I went back for another eight months, uh, where I worked in, uh, for McMurray in one of the oil, oil sands companies with, uh, uh Suncor. I mean, I could just say the name. Um, mm -hmm. and so I did that for eight months and then actually at the end of my eight months, um, my manager had requested that I actually, um, extend it and work another additional four months. So I ended up working there mm -hmm. for a year actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was instead of being out of school for eight months, I was out of school for for a year. Okay. Uh, and that the nature of that job uh, was uh, I was working as a reliability engineer, so I was literally in the plant, um, in an office that was next to the plant, but we literally just worked um, uh, towards like the ma maintaining the the plant and um, conducting the various activities that the, the plant had to do in terms of you know maintaining the various equipment, um, mm -hmm. whether it was pipes or actual uh, production equipment. Um, so yeah, I did that for a year. That was the longest work term that I, that I did. Um, and then after that, I, I, again, I came back to school for, for a semester and then, so that having done the, the eight months prior and then that one year, that would have actually been the entire 20 months that I needed for, for co-op. Right. Um, and I would have been able to just finish school from there on. But after I came back for school, after that work term with Suncor, I actually, I felt like I needed more experience. So I actually went, I dropped all my classes for that fall semester. And I went yeah. out for another uh, eight-month work term, but this one was outside of co-op. Yeah. So how much work term is this? <laughs> <laughs> count, 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 count this out for me. Count this out. I got my fingers, bro. 
yeah, you lose track very quickly. But it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it, w- it would have been a total of 28, 28 months. Yeah, twenty eight months total. Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, it's a lot of two work. years grinding. <laughs> two years, two years of work. Yeah, it's, months. Oh, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. Um, but the reason I did it honestly was because I, when I finished that last work term with with Suncor, I felt like I hadn't. I hadn't seen as much as I wanted to because, you know, usually when you do the eight months uh, with one company, you'll spend that last four months with another company and then you would have had, mm-hmm. you know, um, another experience with a different company, right? But because I had extended my, my co-op and I added that four months to the to the same work time that I was already doing, mm-hmm. um, I kind of missed out on that opportunity to work at a different place. So I didn't want to, mm-hmm. like, graduate without having that experience and having seen more. Uh, so I wanted to do one more uh, work term that would have been outside of co-op. Um, and it literally... As far as the university was concerned, I, I spent those eight months just out, out of school, like taking taking eight months off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up working at a uh, with the with a company here, the refinery here in Edmonton, um, the Imperial okay. Refinery, uh, doing a similar role as I was in, in Fort McMurray, but it was with a different company, different um, right. different wow. uh, production facility. So, um, yeah, I did that for eight months, and then I came back and I finished my degree after that. And that's kind of why I yeah. actually finished my degree a little bit later than I uh, was mm-hmm. supposed to. That's proper though, because like. I think it's better to finish like a degree later, but with like a lot of experience than finish like a degree early mm-hmm. with like little, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, some people I know they they prefer to finish get the degree over with and then start working, but you know the way I saw it was rather than um, you know finishing school early and then working, I can just bring some of that experience in early while I'm in school and then graduate mm-hmm. with some of that experience under my belt and then hopefully help me with the with the application. That's mm-hmm. that's literally the reason why I did the whole the co-op program and all that was to have that experience. Mm-hmm in school right because for engineers i know it's tough you know to oh snap my bad that's all good okay yo yeah yeah like because i know for engineers like it's pretty tough finding a job like yeah like i swear like most engineers like send out like hundreds of applications hundreds like i was surprised when i heard that i was like what hundreds i was like yeah hundreds hundreds and hundreds i was like bro yeah that's scary (laughs) it's tough it's tough it's definitely it's very very tough and yeah, it gets to the point you start losing track of the the jobs you applied for. You know, sometimes you're like, yeah, you know, you're getting you're getting, a, you're getting a rejection letter. You're like, wait, did I even apply for that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's uh, yeah, it's definitely tough a lot. It's oh, definitely man. tough. Mm-hmm. But like going back to like adding to your resume, like like for example, like you said like that first co-op term, you didn't really like it, but like did you feel like and then you next the next thing you know you, you get a better job that you're actually more in tune with. You know, like do you feel like just continue with the co-op, keep doing them, and then you're gonna get something more related to something that you're more interested in, and something that you can carry on with you to your actual resume and say, okay, I have these skills and I want to be within this field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I, I, you know, I hold the opinion that like any experience is good experience, right? As long as mm-hmm. because a lot of the jobs that uh, you end up getting as like a first year, second year co-op, even if they're not the prettiest jobs, there's there's skills that you're gonna gain from those jobs that are transferable to other jobs that other employers are going to see as valuable right uh-huh. um so yeah i definitely think there was there's value as much as i didn't like the job i, I think there's value in, in in that role um and i remember that when i was doing the, the interview for the job that came after that one uh, they were asking me questions about the role that i was in and, and you know they, they actually saw value in what i was doing um in my ability to actually um you know work because that's that's ultimately what the these employers who are looking for internship you know students and, and co-op students um, that's really what they're looking for. They're just looking for someone who knows how to work, someone who's able to get along with people, um, who's able to learn on the job, and that kind of thing, right? So as long as you're able to, to convey that with the experience that you have, um, mm-hmm. I think those those experiences would, would be, will be valuable and will help you with your future endeavors, mm-hmm. for sure. So, 
say okay so after like doing all that co-op would you say you're like a proud a proud you know advocate of it uh that like as in like it's it's like essential for like engineering students to uh take part in that because i'm not sure like how like how much like this is valued in uh in, in engineering students or by people doing engineering like right now yeah no no i i highly highly recommend not not necessarily going into co-op but working and doing internships during your degree i am a big big proponent of that um and for many many reasons i mean the, the obvious one is like again like the experience that you gain during school the real life exposure to to industry right mm-hmm. um these are invaluable things that you could that you develop with with you know doing these internships with you know companies uh, in industry mm-hmm. um but also i mean the side of it that um I try to highlight to, to people, especially, you know, most of the people who are in school and for a lot of us, you know, we're people who um, go into school and actually finance our education using uh, student loans and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, working co-op and doing internships, this is an opportunity to actually work and, and, and earn money while you're in school um, mm-hmm. to make a dent on those on those student loans and to actually, um, you know, set yourself up so that when you graduate, you don't have such a looming, uh, you know, uh, amount of like loans that you have to repay all at once. Um, you know, and as Muslims, you know, with the whole, the whole issue of, you know, interest accruing on loans mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, yeah. that becomes a, a bigger concern, right? Exactly. Um, so it's definitely something that I think uh, should be a value and top of mind for, uh, for, for students. But I would never, I wouldn't say that co-op is necessarily the way to do it uh, because co- co-op is, is, is merely just a, it's, just, it's more of a formality. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of people that I work with in my co-op terms that I've seen uh, working at the companies that I was working on. Um, they weren't. They weren't all necessarily co-op students. A lot of them were people that just took time off the way I did in my last work term. Right? They just took time off and applied on their own and found a job that way. Um, so it's not. It's not um, necessarily the case that you have to do co-op. Um, I will say that co-op does assist you in, in, in a little in some ways though, because um, those two f- first co-ops that I did gain, uh, those were jobs that actually were only found on the uh, through the co-op uh, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they were local companies, smaller companies, they actually went out to the university directly and had their postings posted through the uh, the systems oh. called PlacePro. Yeah, okay. yeah. So those are jobs that not, the only people that would have been able to see them would have been other co-op students, right? Um, they weren't necessarily oh, wow. posted on the public on the public job boards. Uh, but I'll tell you, but that's a small minority of jobs. Like the overwhelming majority of the internships and the, and the student jobs that are available. Those are posted publicly on on public job boards and that kind of thing, so they're they're accessible mm-hmm. to anyone just as easily as a as a okay. college student. Oh, so like, would you say it's easier to like or like about the same difficulty in getting an internship than an actual um, than a co-op student uh, trying to do a co-op term? Um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it, it depends on the experience. It, what it comes down to is experience. The, mm-hmm. the student who has the who has a, you know a previous co-op uh, previous internship, whether it's through co-op or on their own. Is always going to have a better time finding another job um, as compared to someone who has no experience, right? Um, so if if, if I mean if we're, if we're saying a co-op student, someone who's in a co-op program applying for his first internship versus someone who's not in co-op applying for the first internship, I can't really say that the co-op has any um, you know, significant advantage um, apart from having access to maybe a few more jobs, like we mentioned that those jobs that are on the that are exclusively on the co-op job board. Right, but oh, apart from okay. that, I think I think the the playing field is playing field is pretty pretty even because I don't necessarily think that employers, um, I mean they have they, they get the same same benefits by by employing any student um, in terms of the governmental benefits. It doesn't oh, necessarily have to be a co op co op student, right? Uh-huh. That's to my understanding, at least. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. 
um, like, how was, like, your the transition overall, like, when you went back to school, like, from work to school, work to school, like, how, like, was that healthy transition? Uh, that's a, that's a great question, brother. Uh, uh-huh. to be honest, so the first transition, so, like, after my first couple work terms, going back to school, there wasn't too much of a, of a, of an issue. Like, I was only gone out of school for eight months, um, uh-huh. and I didn't have, um, too much difficulty getting back into the grind of things. There definitely uh-huh. is, like, a period of time, like, the first couple weeks of school where you're like, man, I have to, like, you, you know, you forget, like, the, the habits that you developed and all that, but, I, I, in my experience, the first like coming the first time I was coming back to school, I didn't really have any issues, um, you know, reacclimating to the whole school environment. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you that like when I went out for my one year work term, mm-hmm. uh, coming back after that and going to school, I had a tough semester that that semester. I won't even I won't even lie to you, and mm-hmm. I, I can only attribute it to like literally losing all sense of how to how to school, you know, for mm-hmm. for for a little bit. But um, that was that was a bit of a more struggle semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know other co-op students who have actually shared the same sentiment with me that they've said that, mm-hmm. you know, after a work term, they kind of struggled to, to get back into the grind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say it's necessarily the case for everyone. Um, and it definitely wasn't the case for me for every every single time I went back to school. Like my last work term when I came back after that, um, yeah, I didn't really have too much difficulty getting back into the rhythm of things for school. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's dependent on the length of work term or... Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, but I can say that uh, yeah, for for one of my one of my returns back to school was hard, but the rest of them wasn't too 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 terrible. Yeah, like was it because like for example like you know, a lot of people they complain about this like okay like I go to school I'm learning all this math and all these equations and all these theories, but when I go to the actual work field, I'm like it's. I'm, no one's gonna ask you what sign of what sign theta, you know? Like no one's gonna be asked. <laughs> no one's gonna be ask you that, you know? Yeah, no, that's very very true. You see, you see that firsthand when you do an internship. You're like, yeah, all the school that I was doing, none of it's coming to to use here in, in this job. But uh-huh. I mean, that's that's the nature of it. It's I, even when you uh, after school, once you go into a graduate role, it's gonna be the same way. A lot of overwhelming majority of the stuff you learn is not gonna be used in in, uh, in, uh, in the workplace, but. I think that's uh-huh. that's just the way the, the ball rolls, you know. No complaint. What would you say to someone trying to pursue mechanical engineering, and specifically also doing co-op on the side? Um, I would say yeah, def- definitely take advantage of uh, as many opportunities as you can um, as they come uh-huh. to you, um, whether that's um, job opportunities um, or even opportunities to, to get involved in extracurricular activities at school. Because um, mm-hmm. those actually go a long way um, mm-hmm. in the co-op program too, in helping you find employment. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, outside of actual job experience, um, the only other things that employers look at is you know things that you're involved in outside of your academics, right? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of projects and that kind of thing, and those actually do have um, transferable skills that you can use in the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, get 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 used to um, you know doing a lot of different things. Um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone too, as well. That's another important one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of us, staying staying within your shell um, will hinder you in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. and prevent you from, um, you know, taking advantage of, of various opportunities when they come your way. So I think, you know, get used to stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things that you haven't, you're not accustomed to doing, um, mm-hmm. and you'll find growth in that way. And inshallah, well, that'll be the way that, that'll lead you to to the experiences, those pivotal experiences that uh, will mm-hmm. ultimately have the most impact on you and be the most valuable experiences mm-hmm. you've had in uh, in university. How about yeah. that, like that? How about that, like that peer? How about like the, about that? Like for example, I hear a lot of engineers to talk about how that peer support, that peer group that you're just grinding with. You know, like how important is that? 
definitely it's uh engineering i would say across the board is is, is a group effort it's a group effort mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to you got to get used to uh, you got to get accustomed to just you know finding a group of people that you click well with um mm-hmm. and you know um using them really to assist you in, in doing well in your classes and, and, and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's definitely a group effort. No one can, can go through the engineering program, I, I don't think so, you know, on their own mm-hmm. um, without at least, you know, suffering in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that's that's another thing that comes back to, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, if we're, if we're so accustomed to only hanging out or associating with people that we know, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. that's going to hold you back from, from wanting to establish those connections. But I think making those connections are going to be one of the most valuable things you do. Uh, and it's going to help you, whether it's through academics, through assignments, through whatever it is, school is going to help you um, mm-hmm. uh, in any way. So definitely, you, ne- you like I, I will say to people, like it never hurts you to know more people, right? They, it only can benefit you, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, step out of your comfort zone, find find those, make those social connections and build those those relationships and you'll uh, definitely reap the benefits. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for dropping in, Keenan. Uh, just a reminder, uh, we have a new episode dropping Okay, we kind of laughed today. We didn't drop Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. But, yeah, sorry. Guys. It, it's, it's still Thursday, though. It's still, it's still, it's still Thursday, okay? Yeah, it's okay. 10 a.m. somewhere. Don't worry. It's 10 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> exactly. That's all right, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to check us out on podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify.